What's up, everybody? Today we're talking about 2020 Grammy nominations and a lot more on Black Hollywood Live's The Trend. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Dario Kristen. Thank you for joining me today on Black Label Lives, The Trend. And I got a full panel today. You know, the one over panel. here with the new hairstyle and the braids. Uh, they they hanging Stewart. on, girl. They got to hang on to it. It says queen on that sweater. So. Yes, it does. I'm in my queen life right now, you know. I'm feeling I'm this is your Thanksgiving out. look. Hopefully these braids hold out. It's been okay. two weeks. Okay. <laughs> We got to hold on for one more week. One more week. One One more week. week. You got to go. We got a lot of food to talk about, too. And our very special guest today, TV host on Aspire TV's Butter and Brown. Seth Brundle is with us today. What do, baby? I like that green man. What do, baby? Is that Cleopatra on you? Yeah, this is uh, Nefertiti. Nefertiti. Nefertiti, I'm sorry. Yeah, this is my boy uh, Donald's line, uh, Blackberry Vine. Okay. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, so he makes a lot of, like, pro-black T-shirts and hoodies and different things like that. He always sends me, like, a bunch of... Like really cool stuff. So Ooh, yeah. that's dope. Ooh. Shout out to Donald. Yeah. Shout out. Uh, hey, Donald. Yeah. Hey, Donald. I like a t-shirt. Yeah. Order some shirts. That's He'll right. send it to you. He'll send it to you. Okay. And so I like it. Yeah, I'm feeling the look, especially right yeah. now. You know what I mean? It's very festive too. Yes. I need to let white people know who I am at all times. I feel you. What I'm about. All yeah. The I feel time. that. I feel yeah. that. All yeah. the time. Well, Seth, we're gonna we're gonna do a, a interview with you at the end, but first we're gonna talk about some hot topics, and because I, I definitely want to talk about the food and the show. And yes. oh, we'll get to. We it. were unfortunately not able to bring in any food today. We don't want to bombard Seth with bringing in food, but. But, um, and we didn't want to scare y'all. We I got to scare y'all. Smacking on the right. microphone. But maybe in the future, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm putting it out there. You know, maybe we can make it happen. I got y'all next we, time. We, we, we will break bread at the table. We will break Black bread at the table. Terrible <laughs> <laughs> me scooping up crumbs. Anyway. You know I do. Y'all know how I do. <laughs> All right. So we're going to jump right into our Let's topics this week. And we're going to talk about, because you know, we always got to talk about like something crazy that was going around social media. Everybody was talking about this week. And everybody was talking about this this week. So y'all know there was a movie that came out called. Harriet, mm-hmm. you know, and we thought we had some controversy already with the movie because they hired Cynthia Erivo to yep. play Harriet, and she's a British actress, and a lot of people was like all upset because she's British, even though she is clearly black, and uh, you know, so we had a whole lot of uproar about that, and people still went to the movie. I mostly heard great reviews. I still haven't seen it yet. I apologize. I swear I'm going to get to see this movie by this. Weekend. I heard. I heard. It. I heard it was brilliant. Um, however. New controversy has come out. Now, Harriet's been out for like two weeks at this mm-hmm. point. And this week, we got a bomb dropped. So the screenwriter for Harriet, his name is Gregory Allen Howard, was doing an interview, and he brought up an experience that he had, basically trying to, you know, he was expressing how it's taken 20-plus years for this film to come to be. Uh, he had a script for a Harriet Tubman story over 25 years ago. He was sitting in a meeting, you know, with a company that was interested in producing the film with them and sitting there with the executives and they read the script and like one executive was like oh this is amazing this is fantastic it's so fantastic we should have Julia Roberts play Harriet Mm -hmm. the room went quiet and somebody did speak up in the room and say um, Harriet Tubman was black and he proceeded to say oh no don't nobody care you know that was such a long time ago nobody will notice (laughs) <laughs> Were y'all surprised to hear this story? I actually, when I saw the story, I saw it on Facebook for the first time. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was one of those fake websites, fake yeah, news type of things. I and I just thought laughed. it was the onion. I literally, yeah, yeah, I thought it was yeah. the onion. I literally laughed out loud and kept yeah. scrolling. And then as the week progressed, I saw it again and again and again. And then I started seeing it on legitimate websites. And I was like, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> 
What? Because <laughs> it, it takes a very specific uh, brand of whiteness to think that Absolutely. that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Not all white people, but they, right. it takes a very specific brand of whiteness to think that that's a good idea. Right. And I just wonder what what goes on in their heads. Right. Like right. when when they say things. Like that out loud because yeah. we all think crazy things. Sure, absolutely. Sure. But yeah. to actually say that out to loud, to say it in a room with people, yeah, that yeah, can I, hear I, you. I would love to know if there was anyone of color in that room at the time as well. As far as I understand, it was just the it was just the writer. It was just the writer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize from what that. we understand. Okay. But, okay. Um, well, first of all, I want to know who that executive is. I'm so that's, mad that's that we don't know. know. People are like, oh, it was 25 years ago. I was like, I don't care because it's very possible that he's still, still working. Be. And I want to know who he is. Me and too. he deserves to get Me a too. good drag across Twitter. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not saying like we need to go find him at his house and all the crazy stuff y'all be doing in the world. We ain't doing that. <laughs> but he deserves, I get. I deserve some memes. Yeah. I deserve some great jokes about I, this, bro. I agree. Uh, uh, let him fly. You know, yeah, we need but. to let him fly. But I also heard something interesting. Somebody had a conspiracy theory about this story. Okay. That perhaps that the writer, I mean, because you know we're headed into Thanksgiving and Mm -hmm. that's a big box office time, and perhaps Mm. the story is not really all that accurate. He probably got some horrible pushback and some stupid things were said, but this was so outlandish that maybe it wasn't actually true and it was just a ploy to get some more press for the movie to get people talking about it again and maybe going to see it over Thanksgiving. That is also a very specific brand of whiteness. That is. That is. (laughs) That is. That is. That is. Yeah. And I don't know if those two, those two are the same brand of brand of whiteness. The same type. They might be on the same aisle, but not the same box. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, but you asked the question, were we surprised? Okay, so at this time period, this was when Julia Roberts was probably at the height. She was a superstar. She was was in the late 90s. Was this Pretty Woman? It was post Pretty Woman. It was like my best friend's wedding Mm -hmm. coming about. She was in Pelican Brief. Like, Julia Roberts was a $20 million woman at this point. Okay, well, this is not new to Hollywood. I mean, we've experienced this for many, many Mm -hmm. years. I mean, from uh, uh, Angelina Jolie, Johnny Depp, Jake Gyllenhaal. I mean... Uh, there's been a lot of people who have whitewashed uh, Y'all, let's say industry. what it is. That's blackface. Like, yeah, it is blackface. Like, that's blackface. It is blackface. You're right about that. <laughs> so I'm not surprised that an executive would think that this is okay that, to that, say. That would fly. Now, the funny thing is, if I found out that the executive did or the writer did make this up, I might be able to be more accepting of it because at least he's trying to get people to go to go, the, to go go to the movie. It, you know, I mean, get I, people talking I think, about it again. Yeah, I mean, you know... I, yeah, you know, there's tactics, but yeah. you know, that yeah. was his choice. Like you said, that that's, a very, that's a very specific. Yeah, that's a choice. Choice, yeah, it's a choice. right there. It's a choice. But I do have, a, I do pose a question because this has brought up the the fact that people have had a problem with the casting overall with the movie yeah. because she is a British woman. Mm-hmm. Do you find yourselves having a problem with when there's an African American role that it's maybe taken by someone who is British American? So but, Cynthia is but, my homegirl. So yeah. Cynthia is my homegirl. So I absolutely didn't have a problem with it. Okay. Um, but just in general, like I, I have been more, um, more pleasantly surprised with black British actors taking on American roles than I have necessarily had a problem with it. Like we all grew up, we're children of the '90s. So Delroy Linda, yeah, had no idea until I was like twenty. Two, 23 years old that he was British. Right. Completely b- blown away because of all the roles that he's taken on, the characters that he's played and different things like yeah. that. I had no idea. And at the end of the day, we're all a part of the diaspora. Sure. So what does it matter if someone grew up across the pond or not? As long as they feel a connection to that role, as long as I know some of the controversy, the controversy with Cynthia was maybe comments that she made about yeah. American yeah. black actors. Right. But... 
we're all one. I don't care where you grew up. Yeah. As long as you identify with yourself, you love yourself. Like I don't. You have a problem with it. Yeah. 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 I would cares? say the same. As long as you like act like you identify because you know there's some people that like will try to act like they're, they're not, not identified right. as black yeah, 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 and then yeah. want to like and then want to take that role. Yeah. Right. Issue with it. Right. Right. But yeah, I, I mean I agree. I, and let's be all the way real. Like like he said, I haven't really met a British actor that I was like, oh, he did a terrible job. Yeah. That was not because them. The, the people that work training, on their yeah, craft. That okay? training, yeah, yeah, that so, training is real. As yeah. long as they bring in it every time, like, would it be amazing because this is an American hero that a wonderful African American woman was absolutely, able to do yeah, the role? Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. But I don't think there's anything lost by having a British American, totally. a, a British woman, do the role at all. Yeah. Like, I mean, yo, we we can't nitpick that much. We all, we we got what we got. We got to do the best with what we got. And yeah, so, Cynthia is she's, she's fantastic. phenomenal. Yeah. Like, I didn't see her in the movie, but I know her work from Broadway. Yeah. Like. She's phenomenal. She's phenomenal. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm definitely going to go see it over Thanksgiving weekend. I, I plan to already go see it, but you know. I hope so. But yeah. I got family. In yeah, town. I, got, I got take the family. You know, that's the that's the fun thing no. to do. After you know, that's what we do after Thanksgiving. After we full, we go to a movie. After you eat, you, you drink, then you argue, you drink, and you argue, play some spades, and play some spades. Yeah, I'm like, I want to play some games and hopefully put them to sleep. Okay, it's gonna be work, y'all. It's gonna be work. Love them though. Anyway, moving on. Speaking of people that we love and people that were all over the Twitterverse and everywhere else this week, who's that? Kanye West. So, Jesus walks. Does he? Oh. <laughs> he does. But. Does he walk with, does he walk does with he walk? Kanye, though? We don't know, but Kanye, Kanye is saying so. that he does. So, I mean, so basically this week, Kanye's had some amazing things happen, obviously. Like, he's got this Jesus is King album. It's at the top of the Christian and gospel album charts yep. this month. On Sunday, for the first time, he spoke at literally the largest Christian church in America, Joel Osteen's church in Texas. And uh, apparently the viewership for his appearance at that church like quadrupled their regular streaming. Mm-hmm. By the way, they already be streaming at like a million peoples. Right. They were streaming at four million peoples. So um, they, they were doing big things. And now his next big move is the uh, Kanye West opera. Yes. Nebuchadnezzar. And for those of you that don't know, Nebuchadnezzar was a king. Um, he's uh, presented in the Bible, Book of Daniel, and he was basically a king that looked out upon all the greatness that was achieved and sort of attributed it all to himself. Yes. Daniel was a prophet that could read his dreams and was like, bruh, you about to go crazy and spin into madness because you are not giving God credit that God is due. Mm. And so he does descend into madness until he repents and finds his way back to God. So art imitating life. So, mm. as Kanye said, he feels the similar to the story yeah. to Nebuchadnezzar. And so he's going to do this. And it's supposed to go down this weekend. Yeah. November 24th at the Hollywood Bowl. It's going to be directed by Vanessa Beecroft, who is a British-Italian performer who's collaborated with him for years um, on videos and fashion stuff, etc. He's going to have featured performances from Peter Collins and, of course, his Sunday service choir is going to participate and some people are super excited and some people are thinking it's a little sketchy and some people just don't even know what to think about Kanye right now. Where y'all at? Y'all I mean, okay, well, first of all, he said that God felt, God wanted him to tell this story. So, you know, he, he. I mean, the Lord speaks the Lord to Lord speaks us. to people in different ways. If you listen. Okay, I know we've gone back and forth about this before. I am a Kanye fan. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, I think that he is brilliant. I, I think that yes. he has issues. I don't want to always hear him speak. But I think musically and, <clears throat> and producing wise, he is 
very visionary and 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 brilliant in that sense. So mm-hmm. I would actually like to go to this opera and see it because I feel like visually it will be something that is mind blowing. And I also feel like even musically, just to be there, especially at the Hollywood Bowl, you know, oh, the sure. acoustics there. Yeah. If you've ever been there, just unbelievable. But to experience all of that with his music, I feel like could be pretty pretty breathtaking. That's that's my opinion. Now, do I think that he? You know, some people are saying. Is this real? Is this just all to sell the record? You know, all this Sunday service, all this stuff he's yeah. doing. Is it orchestrated? I don't know. I mean, he says that, you know, th- this spoke to him. And I, when he starts talking about God, I got to believe that hopefully he's telling the truth. Because that's somebody you don't want to mess with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but, so yeah. I can tell um, about Seth's face yeah, and the um, um that you might disagree but, with. Yeah, when you're selling $300 Jesus Christ distress sweatpants and shirts and the like, I, I just, I don't, this this is a very touchy subject for me. Okay. Because, like you, I am a fan of Kanye West. Not Kanye West Kardashian, I'm a fan of Kanye West. Uh, Agree. He broke during my coming of age, um, his, uh, the college dropout advance. The, uh, the EP before the album actually dropped, dropped my freshman year of college. So he's impacted who I am, like my, you know, my view of myself, like me coming into myself and all that other stuff. Like he was my hero for so long. And I always tell people this person, this entity, this whatever he is now is like finding out your father has a second family. Wow. Okay. You know Ooh. what I mean? Wow. It's that type of. Yeah, it's not like I, I, don't have, on that one, Seth. I don't have any funny commentary or anything like that about Kanye, but like this person, this megalomaniac that he is now, it's like for me finding out that your father has a second family. I don't, I'm sure he believes in God. I'm sure he believes in whatever mental state that he's in right now. He thinks he's doing the Lord's work, but that ain't it, Chief. I don't know what this is. Okay. I don't know what what these, you know, Sunday service performances are. You know, I have friends that sing and dance for him and different things like that. We've had debates over it, and I would say to each their own. I have problematic faves that yeah. I will always, you know, back. I will always be a fan of who I'll defend even, you know, if they're wrong. So I get why people still sure. are patronizing his, <laughs> his shows buying his clothes, buying him ugly sneakers. Um, You know what I'm saying? And I still, like, just like, you know, daddy with the second family. I still love him. I still love him, but not whatever this is. So you won't go support it? No. You're not going to go... No, I don't... I don't... Kanye's in the same category as Trump for me. And, like, my friends, my wife knows this about me. When I see Trump on my timelines... I just keep scrolling. Yeah, I don't want to see anything. I don't read. Want to read any headlines? Or I, I don't. I don't. I'm not buying into any of it. Yeah, I'm not interested in any of it. And I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with what you said. Like, I believe that Kanye West is a genius. I'm sure visually. I'm sure sonically, it's going to be appealing, especially yeah, if you could sure. get. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you could, you know, get through the weeds on that that thing, just like I can with some of my problematic. It's like my homegirls get on my case about listening to Joe Button's podcast and, you know, Dave Chappelle's last comedy special that I, I actually loved. I, I thought I parts of it were wrong. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I got a, got a, yeah, I got a lot of slack. You know so. what I mean? So I, I get it. I get it. If you want to support him, I get it. I have no criticism of, of of you or anybody else who chooses to support him. But just for me and the way he's impacted my life, I ain't doing that. Yeah. I'm not. I, I don't want any parts of that at all. I feel you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Courtney. 
Well, we clearly had this conversation actually just last night. We did. As of putting the show together. And uh, just, you know... Over wine. Similar sentiments as my... Brother, right next to me. Oh, I, I see what y'all doing. Two for one. I, mean, I like you. I, I see. I see. You I see. Really too, but I know. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I will say on top though that, like I said previously, if he has found light in God and is committed and changing his life, God bless him. I have nothing but prayers out for him, his yeah. family, and everything to go amazing and to build that relationship with God. Period. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I, I can't speak for him on that. It's not my right, and that's between him and God. Yeah. I do find it slightly convenient how all of this has panned out and when it has all panned out, and I don't really believe in coincidences. Mm -hmm. And like I told you last night, somebody that announced that he wants to run for presidency, who has aligned himself with the current administration, it seems a little too convenient that now suddenly he's trying to speak to this faith audience, which Mm -hmm. also has some secret support for the president. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it gives him an appeal in a different way. It brings him, it's a way to also ground him because he had spoken of his, you know, um, mental issues and things like that. And if everybody wants to accept, when you say, I found God and God freed me, like nobody's gonna... That's why I want to give him the Nobody's chance. gonna touch yeah. on that. And But I'm saying, like, as we should, but at the same time, based on all the other facts that have also happened previously... It just seems a little too convenient to me, and it makes me uncomfortable. So I do, and don't get me wrong, the clips that I've seen of the church, or, or the, the choir, the, the choir's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, who doesn't love to hear a gospel choir, like, really blow? Like, yeah. we yeah. all know that, like, and we all know that movement happens when, especially black people, in gospel Absolutely. and song. Like, yeah. movement yeah. happens, lives can change, all of that great stuff. So I hope that's all it is. I just don't buy that that's all it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. Same page. Uh, same page. You know, we'll see what's going to happen. We'll yeah. see what they say after You tell the us how the concert was. I'm, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell y'all. It makes me sad, though, because the go. idea of an opera based on what he's on Nebuchadnezzar and, like, all, like that's freaking brilliant. Like, that's yeah. fantastic. And it could actually be super amazing. And I personally love opera, so I would be like, but I just can't. Something in my soul and my spirit won't let me be, because, yo... Y'all can't play. You can't play with Can't Lord. play with God. Can't play can't God. Play no, Lord. that's what I was saying. Now that's you can do a lot of things. I ain't messing with that one. Yeah, I you just know. can't give place to that. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Good luck, Kanye. Mm-hmm. Good luck, Kanye. Crazy. We'll see what happens. See if people are woke. After we your miss opera. you, brother. We yeah. miss you. We miss you. I mean, I do miss college dropout. I, okay. I miss. I miss that. Kanye. Or late I mean, registration. I was gonna say, late since late registration, yeah. I pretty yeah. much been off his. That was my last. Like I love Kanye. Yeah, graduation. Any. I mean, just yeah. Yeah. When you start um, going left around Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway. Well, we'll, see, we'll, see, we'll <laughs> see if people feel the spirit or if he gets dragged. One of the two. Keep this energy be, up. All yeah. right. Well, we're going to move on to our ERO web story spotlight of the week. Oh, you found it. That's you found it. There you go, JLo. Uh, someone else who may need Jesus, um, who I felt who needed Jesus in the past, is Jesse Smollett. Uh, he is back in the news just when we thought that he was. You can't call him Jesse no more. He is juicy for life. He's juicy for life. You're right about that. He is Juicy Smollett. He's Juicy Smollett for life. Well, he is in the news again. Uh, This time, he has uh, filed a counter-lawsuit against the city of Chicago for malicious malicious prosecution. Uh, The lawsuit says that it shows how Chi-Town officials created a narrative that he was the mastermind of a hoax and attack. And he says that, you know, he's still 
goes by his story that it was a white man who did the attack, and he is sticking by that story. He also has listed the brothers, the uh, is it Asandaro, Asandaro, the two brothers that were yeah. a part of everything. He's listed them in the uh, lawsuit as well because mm-hmm. he said oh. that he thinks that, that they, know. yeah, he said that they actually uh, were. He feels like they kind of were or, co-conspirators, co-conspirator, yeah. and 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 the police yeah, they did a smear campaign along with them to. To you know, change his name in the industry. So, what do y'all think about this uh, countersuit? That juicy. What you think? Juicy. <laughs> I'm friends with Jake and Jazz. Uh, it's hard. Yeah, it's it's hard. Um, <laughs> Corey, what you think? <laughs> we'll defer. We'll let him plead the fifth on that. Yeah, let me yeah. get Look, back to my yeah. thoughts. <laughs> I think that Juicy, I think your I thoughts are actually you, said by not saying from the start, Juicy. And when this went down, I was supporting you, Juicy. And I would really like to understand how mm-hmm. the narrative that we now have or think happened that you are now suing the Chicago Police Department for is wrong. And I don't really know how you can do that without just coming out and saying it. I understand when there's legal things happening, like you can't say certain things, you probably can't do interviews, I don't know. But brother, I need you to just tell me and make it plain some kind of way. I don't know, draw some stick figures, help a sister out because I want to be on your side. But I just, what I have in front of me speaks Mm. against Did you guys read the report? The full report, no. Yeah, okay. I I didn't either. I I think that, look, I I do think that Chicago dragged him a little bit Mm -hmm. more than perhaps they should, especially when they came back with like 17 or 18 counts, felony count, whatever it was. Well, especially for that department and everything that they've been guilty of themselves. Like people losing their lives. It's one thing for, like, if he allegedly, you know, carried this thing out, it was a lie, he orchestrated the whole thing. Reasonably, nobody got hurt. Nobody right? got hurt. Nobody got hurt. He, if it was a lie, he set his back. Yeah. You know, that that was the thing that I had to sit with for a while. But nobody got hurt. But, you know, you guys have been responsible for wrongful deaths, for police sure. brutality. I mean, that's definitely you true. You know, so on and so I forth. I can argue that. But you guys are like, they went you know, hard. beating this thing into yeah. the ground. And it's they like, went hard on them. They went hard. But, yeah. but on the flip side, and I'm not justifying, the. you are right 100% with what you're saying about Chicago police. But on the flip side of that, you know, I just look at the fact of, like, if this story, which seems to be a false story, yeah. you took away from manpower that could have maybe saved someone's life or maybe someone was hurt. or some, some, You're taking it's, away. Yes. And it's, it's a very selfish, selfish, selfish act. It was. And possibly. And you need to be. Allegedly. 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 And if that is the case, then you should be getting respect. You should be accepting all the responsibilities for that. True, but of course he's still saying that it didn't happen. So and and so I understand that. Like, because in my mind, if I was like, "Yo, crisis," if I was your Olivia Pope, I would have been like, write a side check to the Chicago Police Department, make a donation, like, and then just go, you know, sing in some bars, like quietly live your life, and then come back in like you know two three years when we don't forgot all about it. And you still can sing, you still talented, you're wonderful. But I feel like this is just because he's his goal is that like, oh, I'm suing them because they marred my entire reputation. Sure. I look like yeah. something else. But I feel like this is only extending that because you can't tell us what happened, yeah. like apparently. Yeah. So you're just dragging yourself through it even longer yeah. and reminding people all over again what happened. And well, didn't they sue him first? Yes. Yeah, they did. They, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think yeah. that's the counter yeah, suit. Yeah. 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 So th- this is this is what I will say about this. So, you know, if he didn't orchestrate this whole thing, 
brilliant. Of course you counter sue. If he did orchestrate this whole thing, brilliant. You do counter sue. You gotta take that. To your you face. gotta take that to the you grave. You gotta play your whole story. You gotta story take that to the. If that everything. if this was orchestrated, yeah. And I'm, can, I'm, you I'm, can never yeah, complain. Yeah. yeah, you can never. You, just take you that can. Line to the end. You gotta take that to the <laughs> you, grave. You That's a ride of that You gotta be loud and wrong forever. <laughs> so wait, wait, you go to Oprah. But let me ask you. That's what I'm saying. And sit down and cry. We are. We have already messed up. Us as black folks are very. But like he could come back from that because he already messed up with Robin. But he's a good actor. Like, you can't come back and convince... Like, you got to talk to somebody real... Like, if he talked to Oprah and really just break it down, like, I was so stupid. Yeah. I'm so embarrassed. I can't believe I even I let thought it go of too that. Far. Like, you don't think we would forgive him? We, we are forgiving we people. That's what him. we do. We already forgave him, don't y'all think? I feel like we did, but he keeps wanting to tell us he had. we have nothing to forgive him for. Yeah, that's And that's, that's the little, problem. Yeah, like, yeah. we can't let it go because he hasn't let it go. But I think, like, we, we're just... I think... Black people's position now is just like, bruh, come on, come on, exactly. Like, I think we've already forgiven him. We're not gonna, you know, um, stone him to death. We're not gonna uh, prevent him. Yeah, we're not gonna prevent him from getting money or furthering his career anymore. He might have to take a little bit of a break. But we are like not only to our own, but we are the most forgiving group of everybody. Everybody, and we like. Probably about a month or two after the reports were coming out that this whole thing was orchestrated, we had already started forgiving him. And right. it became a you know joke. And we could laugh at it. Yeah. And we moved on. That's why he just needed to go to like Europe or go to like Korea and just be singing, keep keep getting some coins abroad, and then come back. I want this to be the last week we ever talk about like I want Chicago PD to shut up. I want Jesse Juicy to shut up. Juicy to shut up. Uh, it ain't go. I don't think it's gonna happen. happen. So. I mean, okay. So you uh, think he can actually come back with a career after this, though? If he would shut up, but he's not going to because he either believes his own lie or it really is the truth. I yeah. don't know, but it's giving me a headache and I'm stressed out thinking about it. I need him to go away. I don't. I don't know if he could ever have a, uh, a career again at the same level. Yeah, but. We can't necessarily say that either because this is the Wild West now. Anything oh, goes. Anything, anything goes. You're right. Anything yeah. is possible. Exactly. Exactly. We have... What if somebody told you 15 years ago that Donald Trump would be president of the United States? Yeah, but see, States that's still different to me. That's a that's that's a, a, white, a man. white man. It's different for black standards even, with that. It's, it's different for black standards too, but even if you guys think about like, you know, public figures now, people who are literally have no talent at all. Can't do anything. Can't even twerk. Right, right, right. Can't even twerk. Like, are famous. Right. No, you're right. Like, have done egregious things. We have people in the public eye who have, like, there have been documented cases of them beating women. Oh, yeah. Of them beating their girlfriends, their wives up. For sure. NFL. Half the NFL. Exactly. We can... Look at the videos. Yeah, yeah we, the videos, right? Videos. Yeah, TMZ, right. See, and I think in, in Jesse Juicy's case, I feel like artists, if you really, like, we have a different respect and honor for art. And if yeah. he really did go away and then came back, maybe he, like, produces or directs or is acting mm-hmm. in the most brilliant film moment. Yeah. Like, yeah. we can, all of that can be washed away. It's kind of yeah. like how, I mean, this is a white girl, but how everybody wanted Lindsay Lohan. Girl, just get a one good job and show up because you have a talent. Yeah. And if yeah. you just use that and stop doing all the other bullshit, we'll just look at that. And all that other stuff, nobody will care about. Right. And she was like, no, nah, I'm good. She was like, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. 
reality show. I want to keep doing this foolishness. Right. I'm going to go to Greece and open up a... And that's why. Pass them drugs. Pass them drugs. Exactly. All right. Yeah. We the dead We'll see what happens with that one. Good luck. Good luck, Juicy. We love you. We, we, well... And we praying. We praying for you. Love is... Because right think now. of what he had to be going through if he made this up. Okay, I'm playing. We yeah. need to move on. Okay, we're going to move on. <laughs> we're going to move on to something positive before we start talking to Seth about the show. Uh, 2020 Grammy nominations were just announced this week. Yeah. And do y'all know the three yes. people who got the most nomina- nominations? Are they in the picture? Oh, yeah, I guess they are, huh? I, I didn't know I mean, that. <laughs> I thought she was going to let me, like, say it before she put up the picture. Well, as you can see, it's uh, Lizzo, who yeah. got eight nominations. Uh, Billy Ellis, the 17-year-old who's, like, the breakout yeah. new girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, they call her the new Madonna, yes. actually. Uh, she, she got six nominations. And Little Nas yeah. X got uh, six nominations. Yeah, so they are, they are crushing it this year. So 100%. the 62nd Grammy Awards. That's crazy. 62nd yeah. annual Grammy Awards. Uh, airs on January 26th on CBS. You can get the full list of all the nominations on Grammy.com and, uh, but shout out to Lizzo because I mean, you know, she came in, she came in and owned it. You know what I mean? She did. She She owned it. That album is phenomenal. It's phenomenal. You know what? And it's one of those albums that when I first heard it, it was like the way I felt when I first heard the D'Angelo album, the very first one because it was like unexpected. I thought it was going to be something else and it turned into magic. You know what I mean? So shout out to her. She got super talented. She's going to be around for a while. Shout out to the two of them too because Billie Eilish is not black, right? No. She's... I don't feel like she's. I think she's actually. I don't think she's black. I've heard her name a bunch of times, but that was actually the first photo of her I've ever seen. But shout out to Lizzo and Lil Nas X for being marginalized people within a marginalized group already and enjoying this type of success. You know what I mean? Like it's it's incredible. It's incredible. Like. Especially you know, his story, too. You yeah. Know? I mean, it could have gone a lot of different ways yeah. when he mm-hmm. so- said what that song was about. You know? So. Because we love everybody. Yeah. If they open themselves up mm-hmm. to us. No, we, we still got issues we, with we certain things in our community. We still got some issues. Yeah. yeah. Just like we were saying a minute, a minute ago, if that was 20 years ago, that would have played out a very, 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 very different way. Yeah. Like. Because, I mean, reasonably, like, given his age and his yeah. talent and things like that, he was Tevin Campbell. Yeah. yeah. So I was going to say, two years ago, he would have yeah. never actually come out. We yeah. Just right. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. And, right. and we owe Tevin an apology, like, by the way. Where is Tevin We didn't give Campbell? him his flowers. We didn't give him his flowers. Yo, we, I gave we need Tevin to give Tevin his flowers. You're right. I gave Tevin flowers. You did. I did. Like, I mean, I, you I, did. Listen, like, I, we were in love he's, with Tevin. Listen, he's on my on my music list at the gym. You know what I'm saying? Like. Uh, and goodbye, he still sounds goodbye is my jam. amazing. He still sounds amazing. He Every does. now and then he'll pop up on social media, like it. ripping and BT, harmonizing. Didn't the BT Awards like a couple years back? They brought him out when they do like the, you know, like you know how they bring back the old school. Person. I just swear they brought Tevin Campbell I don't out. Recall that. that sounds <laughs> like it's feasible, but I, I don't like they really did. remember. I feel like I would remember yeah. because like, I know like Tevin Campbell was like my boyfriend before I knew it was not an option. Right? Like, yeah. It, it, yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like Tevin definitely didn't get his uh, his props. And you know what? This is a total side note, and then we get into, get into this interview. But you know who just popped up again is my girl, Nanda Lewis. She's hosting. Yeah, I saw her hosting. hosting. She was hosting. Um... Now, that was my girlfriend. Oh, that was, listen. <laughs> Nanda Lewis? Nanda Lewis was fine. What? I still remember the shy video looking at her. Fine. Oh, here we go. Jesus. <laughs> and I, saw, I, was just, I was like flicking the TV, and all of a sudden I was like, that, that show that? on TLC about it's on the TLC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the pregnancies, yes. unexpected. She's yeah, doing, yeah she, she does yes. the... Uh, she did the reunion show. The reunion show. Yeah. And I was just... I mean, she looks the same, too. Like, yeah. I'm she like, man, not she does not age. age. That type of black don't crack. No, that type of black don't crack. Black don't crack in general, but like, that's... 
But hers is like, yeah. dang, girl. It's yeah. 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 yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. And she, she knows it, too. She knows it. She knows it. She knows it. But shout out to you, Anada. You need to come up on BHL. We'll bring Seth that day, too. I was about to say, please invite me. Then he'll bring the food. Then he'll bring the food. Tevin, where are you? Come see us, Tevin. Come see us, Tevin. All right. Seth, let's talk about your show. All right. Season three. Aspire. You know, you're killing that butter plus brown. You the host. You cooking. Issa Rae is the producer. She's our executive producer. But you created the show. Me, along with my co-host and my good friend, Leslie uh, Antonoff. Who is not, unfortunately, able yeah. to come today. Shout out to my sister. I miss you. I wish you were here. Um, but yeah, she and I created the show together, how many years ago was that? Jesus. Seven, eight years ago? Okay. Um, she and I are both friends, longtime friends of Issa's. I've been friends with Issa since ninth grade. She's been friends with Issa since freshman year of college. Her best friend and Issa were roommates in college. Oh, dope. Okay. Um, so... She had already had a show on Issa's uh, YouTube channel called Let Leslie Tell It. Yes. And um, we both knew that Issa was looking for new uh, content. I had actually pitched her an idea for what eventually came Fundamental, which was my second web series that I did on her channel. And um, Leslie texted me out of the blue one day, and she was like, you know what? We should do a cooking show. And it wasn't something that either one of us like really considered doing or would be our foot in the door in, a, in the entertainment industry. Because right. at the time, I was styling. I was a professional wardrobe stylist for six years. Okay. So I always thought it would be fashion or like acting, and that would be my avenue. But like she and I were two, the two in our crew of friends that always did the cooking. We would always do these like Friday night wind downs and have these cheap jugs of like Carlo Rossi. <laughs> and I would make like enchilada casserole, and she would make desserts and different things like that. Enchilada casserole, man, that sounds good. <laughs> so I'll, so if y'all have me back, I'll make that because that that's yeah. not hard at all. Okay, that's okay. not hard at all. Um, but we used to make that. So she when she sent me the text, I was like, "This is a no brainer. This would be this would be so easy. It would be so entertaining. Like our dynamic is great. We're funny, you know, so on and so forth." So she sent me the text, and we were like, "Let's do it." So our friend Theo Macabeo, who was the director and the editor for season one of the web series of uh, Butter and Brown, he agreed to shoot a sizzle with this. We shot it one Friday um, in our friend's apartment complex kitchen, like the communal kitchen. Yeah. And we showed the proof of concept to Issa. I think it was a week later. Like, we set up a pitch meeting and we were like, we hope she likes it, you know, so on and so forth. And the pitch meeting turned into a production meeting. Oh, wow. She was just like furiously taking notes while she was watching like the 10 minute sizzle that we made. And she was like, okay, can you guys change this, 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 maybe film it at Theo's house, so on and so forth? Can you guys have this back to me in two weeks? And we were like, Oh. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, we can. yeah. We can have it back to you yeah. in two weeks. We absolutely can. Um, but that's the story of Butter and Brown. That's how we got started. So we did one season on uh, Issa's YouTube network. And then the following year, uh, Issa hit Leslie and I out of the blue. And she was like, hey, I got a call from Aspire. They're interested in talking to you guys. So we got on the phone with them, and the first iteration of it was, would you guys like to do a holiday special? And we were like, yeah, yeah we would. For sure, yeah. And then we didn't hear from them for like a couple weeks. And then it was like, oh, can we uh, license the uh, the web series? And if you guys still have the raw footage, we'll convert it from 10-minute episodes to 22 for television. We were like, yeah, of right. course you can. Yeah. And then we didn't hear from them for another couple, another couple weeks. And then it was like, hey, would you guys just like to do an original season? And we were like, would we? <laughs> yes, we would. And then we didn't hear from them for another couple weeks. Okay. And then it was like, would you guys like to do six seasons? We were like, whoa, 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 whoa. We only want to get locked into a six-cycle uh, contract. But that's how we got started with the Spire. We've been with them since 2015. We started off with 
a mini series that was like a dinner and a movie type of show called uh, Big Screen Small Big Bites. Screen Small, yeah. yeah, so yeah, that was a lot of fun. We got to do that with our whole Issa Rae Productions uh, crew mm-hmm. along with uh, Theo. And in the interim, we were developing Butter and Brown for television. So we've been on the air for four or no, five years now, including Big Screen Small Bites. We've been with the Spire for five years. It's been um, a fun run. Season three is on um, right now. Not literally right now, although it might be on right now. (laughs) Literally, yeah. Um, But we are one week away from our season finale, and this is my favorite and our best season so far. And you bring in a lot of different people on the show as well. We do, yeah. So this season, we had our good friend Chef Risha. Shout out to Risha. Our good friend J.R. Bland. Shout out to J.R. He just had a birthday. Happy birthday, bro. And Risha did, too. Um, We had Ludacris. um, And then we did a pop-up dinner episode with some local uh, Atlanta uh, culinary professionals. So we had a mixologist. We had a pastry chef. We had an Italian chef who made us pasta from scratch on camera. It was incredible. It was incredible. So I just I think I just gained I some weight just I hearing just it. Like, oh, you you, know. you probably would have. You probably would have, and I hope she doesn't bring any photos up because I remember you mentioned you were hungry. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We I made. I don't even look. We made. I mean, we make great food every season, but we we really threw down this season. What do you say is your signature dish? Like for you, like you just. I always get that thing. question. So of course, my my enchilada casserole is one of them, yeah. especially amongst my friends. Um, what would or be your favorite my thing signature? to make? I really like braising, like, uh, um, Leslie always tells me not to say cheap. I, I really like braising uh, uh, affordable cuts of meat. Okay. Like, cuts of meat that people typically wouldn't buy in grocery stores mm-hmm. or, you know, it's not the fancy stuff like filet mignon and different things like that. I love braising it, like, infusing it with, like, really great flavor and maybe pairing it with, like, you know... Um, some carbs, some grains, some pasta, different things like that. So there's no dish specifically, but like like a short rib dish, for instance. Okay. Like yeah. that's something I really love doing. Yeah. Or um, my enchilada casserole recipe, like I do uh, braised pork shoulder. And that. Mm. So, you know, right. that's low and slow, and it's a bunch of like goodness in there and stuff like that. So that's one of my favorite things to do. I'm a nerd, so I like yeah. chemical reactions chemical from reaction. that. Yeah. What's like the best tip or thing that you've learned, like interacting with other culinary professionals on the show yeah. and just having to cook consistently and come up with new ideas on the show? The thing that I always tell people, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Michael Simon. He was on The, the Chew on yeah. ABC yeah. with yeah. our good friend Carla Hall. She was oh, on yeah. the show too. Love Carla. Um, but I remember when they launched Cooking Channel, when I was back in college and Michael Simon had a show when they first launched and I remember there was a promo where he said if you learn how to cook one dish you learn that one recipe but if you learn a technique you'll learn how to cook a whole you know plethora of dishes so that's always my advice to people is you learn techniques you learn how you know if you're a carnivore you learn how different meats react to different levels of heat in different pans whether it's on the stovetop or whether it's in the oven and so on and so forth you learn how to um, saute at different heat levels you know that um, onions uh, bell pepper carrots different things like that aromatics like that cook a whole lot slower than garlic does mm. it cooks like that you could burn it you could end up That's ruining true. your dish yeah you know if you add it too early things like that so as long as you learn the basic techniques of cooking you'll become a phenomenal cook because leslie and i are we're not classically trained we don't have any formal training we've never gone to culinary school we didn't work in any restaurants or anything like that we learn just like our viewers are learning by watching people like g garvin who's yeah. another one of our 
executive producers. I learned watching cooking shows, reading cookbooks, and just ruining a lot of good food. Yeah. <laughs> Until like you know my skill yeah, my skill set just skill set, yeah. yeah. And you had the interest. Because yeah. I was gonna yeah. ask you like, did you 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 know you grew up? We all have somebody in our family like my yeah. mom. You know, her, she's yeah. known for her yams. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, is did you grow up kind of watching? The, ki- the the process in the kitchen. And I grew up in a cooking ass family. Everybody yeah. in my family cooks, especially on my mom's side. Um, so I would attribute that to my mom and my grandmother. Yeah, because they are you know the cooks in our family. We have a very very large family, um, but they were the ones that sparked the interest. But it was probably around like undergrad where I really really got serious and really got interested in learning how to really cook, and that might have been motivated by being broke and wanting to date. <laughs> you that, know what I mean? That will like, motivate a lot of things. Yes, it will. Yeah. Will you know, being broke will make you resourceful. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, somebody, it's always right. a win. Right. It's like, why we gotta go out? We gotta just make right. it. Yeah. Like, you gonna yeah. cook for me? Okay. Right. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you, were, you were the previous Netflix and chill. Uh, yeah. 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 My, yeah. My, 20s were, my 20s were fun. <laughs> they were very fun. Well, we're hopping up and on Thanksgiving. Right. What are you most excited about to enjoy at Thanksgiving? Um... My grandmother's dressing. Mm. My grandmother's dressing. Notice I didn't say stuffing. Right. Because we do dressing. Stuffing is. Yes. I I, I just saw a social media post about Mm -hmm. that. There's a big debate about that word going back and forth. There's no debate. debate. They're different. The basis for them are different. The basis for stuffing is bread. The basis for a dressing is cornbread. Cornbread. That's true. They're they're are they're very distinctive. I don't even know how to make stuffing. I don't don't even know what that is. I don't know how to make it, and I'm not interested. Not me. Me I'm not going to learn. Me either. I I I can guess how to make it, but I'm. I mean, I'm not going. I'm like I know they be like all up in the like I don't do that. No. Yeah, I'm not doing that. You need the big yeah. pan of cornbread. You break it up. It's a whole yeah. thing. But my my grandmother's dressing like is Thanksgiving for me. Yeah, mm. like that flavor, that smell, the crisp that she puts on the top of it. She always makes me an extra pan for myself. So that's what I'm most looking forward to. Um, and my wife and I are hosting this year, so I'm really looking forward to just having our family in our space. Um, you know, I'm cooking the turkey this year for the first time. My grandmother usually does it. Um, but I'm doing that. But I'm just looking forward to being with family and eating good until I pop. Right. And then fall And then are they going to, you know, since grandmom and mom's is slamming down in the kitchen too, and I know you're doing a turkey, mm-hmm. are they going to bring their little sides or something? So and- they're bringing their sides. So the funny thing about my, my mom and my grandmother, and my mom will probably watch this on Facebook later. So I'm talking to you, mama. What's up, mom? So <laughs> Hi, mom. my mom and my grandmother, and I'm sure y'all had the same experience. Complain when we were growing up. Y'all don't do nothing. Y'all don't contribute nothing. Y'all don't cook nothing. So on and so forth. Right now, I, I'm capable of making the entire Thanksgiving spread myself. Right. But they want to. And now they want to. Yeah. So I talked to my mom to. and my grandmother. I think it was two weeks ago when we had decided that we were going to host this year. And I'm and they were like, okay, well, what do you guys want us to make? So I was like, Granny, you make the dressing. Um, Mama, you make the. Uh, I think I asked my mom to make the greens. To bring cranberry sauce because she eats it. Like, I think she's one of the only people in our family that eats it. And I think I asked my mom to bring dirty rice. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay, what else? I'm like, I got everything else. That's fine. No, no, no. You, that's too much. That's too much. You got to you gotta let us make sense. No, no. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So the conversation went a little easier with my grandmother, but with my mom... My mom had forty things on her list by the time she was done. <laughs> she was like, "Well, I'm gonna just bring. Well, I'm gonna just bring. Well, I'm gonna just." And I was like, "All right." You're like, "Cool, just right, do yeah, you, do yeah, you, do you, you want, I love her, but you know, like it, it's funny how that dynamic happens when you're like, "All right, you're right. We we've been slovering and like my dad would say, slovering and slothful and all this other stuff all these years. <laughs> you know what I mean? We didn't contribute nothing. We didn't bring nothing. Not we just slumbering. showed up to eat. So now it's time for me and my brothers and my cousins to step it up or whatever. Right, I feel that. And now that we're taking the reins. They're like, wait, 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 give me that rain back. Yeah. <laughs> what you doing with that? They you know like what I mean? It. So, yeah. 
And hey, now, where can fans find you on social media if they want to, you know... You can find me everywhere at Seth Rundle. That's my handle on every single platform except for Snapchat, and I don't use it, but somebody took it before me, so it's like, I am Seth Rundle, but there's nobody there. There's nothing posted. <laughs> there no never snaps. will be. I'm too old, yeah. I'm too old for snaps. I'm not I, thought, I, don't, I don't But snap. I love Instagram, so. Yeah. And do you put recipes on your social media? Sometimes? Yeah, every now and then, but most of our recipes live on the Butter and Brown account. So you okay. can find us, Leslie and I, everywhere at Butter and Brown, Butter, B-U, T T E R A N D B R O N No B R O W N Jesus Christ. It's okay. Yeah, so that food talk. Special, yeah, special we need that. We need. To, yeah, we always have to clarify because we stylize our logo with a plus sign plus instead sign, of yeah. an ampersand or an yeah. and, yeah. so people sometimes get confused. And yeah. then Leslie's everywhere at Hot Mommy, but Hot Mom, Hot is the French one. Okay. So it's H A U T. Yes. Okay. Hot mummy. Hot mummy. All right. I feel that. Courtney, where can people find you? I'm all over the universe at Stuart Starlet, and I won't really be cooking. I'm kind of ordering everything this year. <laughs> really? Okay. You fancy. You fancy. Not like really. That. I'm just tired because I cooked everything last year, and then my family decided to come this year, and I'm like, really, y'all? That's valid. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's I can't do it again. I'm yeah. about to order some jerk chicken. Yeah. All right. Well, you can find me at Daryl Christian on Instagram uh, everywhere. I'm talking about food now. I got. Like, oh, I got. I got. I got. I got to a lot of my head. I got turkey. Uh, let me see where you can find me. You can find me hopefully at one of their houses eating Thanksgiving, but that's probably not going to be the case. There ain't going to be that many people there. You're more than welcome. <laughs> no, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook under Daryl Kristen and on CBS's This Is LA. Uh, thank you guys. Uh, we're going to have a show next week. We're actually going to do it next Tuesday. Yes, we'll be on so, Tuesday. Because obviously Thanksgiving is next Thursday, so we're going to do next Tuesday. So Making check us out there. And, uh, you know, keep watching. <laughs> Butter and, Butter and Brown. Aspire TV, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Specific. That's a joke, y'all. Pacific. Pacific. <laughs> and get, and get some uh, good tips. Yeah. Yes. For sure. tips. We'll see you next time. Peace out. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood Redefined.